y'all. You are listening to Three of Cups with Katie, Mayer, and Katie. Each week, these three best friend witches will collaborate together through combined card pulls to pour their cups into yours. Stay tuned as we share readings for the collective as well as personal readings with our listeners. Grab an empty cup and get ready for it to be filled with love. Welcome back to Three of Cups. I'm Katie M. I'm Mayor. And I'm Katie G. So this week uh, we had our, is it our sixth guest? Yes. Six? Is that what I we think, said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had our sixth. <laughs> we had our sixth <laughs> guest this week. And this is our first specified reading. Every reading previously has been a general reading, and this was our first love reading, and it is going to be a really nice, uplifting change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was our super, cheeks are hurting. Yes. Our our cheeks are literally hurting because this was all about um, trusting who you are now and releasing and processing pain from past relationships and being able to um, open your heart to new things and new ideas and concepts that you may have not thought that you would do before or, you know, be anymore. So this was a reading all about just coming back to who you are or who you once were or who you never were before and always wanted to be. So... Yes. Preach. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> yes. I just I just popped off a little. <laughs> okay, and um uh sorry, I forgot where I was for a second. <laughs> okay. With that said, <laughs> enjoy this reading. And we're back with our sixth guest, our friend Mackenzie. Welcome, Mackenzie. Thank you for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Welcome. Yes. Um, so we are gonna do our, our signature spread for Mackenzie today. Mackenzie, what are we reading you for? Exactly. Yeah, um, probably just some relationship stuff. Um, I'm recently going through a separation and kind of out here changing my dating game. So on that a little bit. So exciting. Okay. I know. I, I kind of got the chills. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, exciting. Yeah. This is our first love reading. It is. I know. It is. Everybody has been just a general reading where we kind of figure out what the reading is about as we go. So this is the first uh-huh. specific. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. so excited. Yay. Yeah. The last time you guys read me to filth is how I decided to <laughs> yes. separate my from my husband. So here we are. <laughs> that was... I that know, was like I the know. reading that started the podcast, basically, was us being like, wait a minute, We're, yeah. we can do this together. That was like, you were our catalyst, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. You guys are wonderful, so it makes sense. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to start the reading off, and how we do it is that I pull two cards 
um, with two specific questions, and then Katie G will pull the next two cards for you, and then Katie M will pull the following, and then I'll pull just a, a message from Spirit at the very end. So I'm going to start off. Um, I'm burping. I'm using my... <laughs> KDG, I'm burping. <laughs> um, okay, I'm using my pride deck for you today. Yay! I thought that you would like that. Um, and so the first card that I will be pulling is for your current energy. And the second card is the energy of the situation or the person involved. So the energy of love, that sort of thing. So... Current energy. Let's see if we get a flyer. Oh, okay. Okay. Energy of the situ. No, didn't apply. Energy of the situation. Your love life. Okay. Oh, this is <laughs> interesting. Oh boy. <laughs> Okay. Um, also, I'm going to say what I think right off the bat, but I also will look in my book because each of the cards in this deck um, are a different artist. So every single card is by a different artist and they kind of write their own specific message for these cards. But your your current energy is the Page of Swords. And so... With that, I will show you the card. Right off the bat, we have a, a person and they're slicing through clouds with a sword. This to me is like you're ready to take this next like leap. Like there this is like a time where you're getting the message like it's ready for you to go out and have the kind of in this situation, the kind of love that you've always desired and you're ready to like fight for that and have that in your life. That's the the first kind of like thing that I'm getting from that. But I do want to say the second card is the energy of the situation is the three of swords. <sighs> so heartbreak, pain in order, <laughs> but this is like you're, you're, you have that heartbreak and that pain and that ending in order for you to like go on to the next step and be able to move on. It's like you have to be able to work through that pain in order to kind of get on with that next step and be able to allow your heart to be op to be op open for new love and that sort of thing. Okay. Does that resonate? Yeah, that totally makes sense. I'm wondering if it's about like current situation or like, I mean, I'm still going through a separation and things. So I'm wondering if that is what it's about or if it's about like new people. So mm -hmm. I do want to read for the, that first card, the page of swords. It says that this specific card is about reexamining beliefs from a different point of view. Um, the page of swords represents destruction of an old mindset and the construction of a new perspective. So it's almost like you're ready to change, like, just from knowing you, like, you have that, like, I'm figuring things out a different way this time. I'm figuring myself out and who I am and the love that I want to receive and 
the love that I want to put out and I'm having to like process that aspect of my views and beliefs and just you personally are not the same as they used to be and you're going to have to work through how that makes sense for you currently and how that will like make sense in relationships and your life in general like merging that like kind of thing and the pain is kind of like leaving behind who you once were that three of swords like leaving behind that person that you thought you were and maybe weren't were never really um yeah it's so crazy that you say that because like right after my separation I told my mom I was like I'll be Polly forever I'm never just gonna have one partner like always Polly and she was like okay and then now I'm like hmm, maybe monogamy maybe <laughs> so I do feel like I'm having to let go of like this ego of like I said I was gonna do this thing and now I don't feel like I want to do this thing uh-huh yes this the the last thing it says in this is this requires the ability to quickly adapt to the inevitable changes in life. A new open-mindedness will change the world. So yeah, I'm really feeling like it's this new, like the page is kind of that messenger. Um, they're like, they're not quite at that night level of like ready to take off. They're kind of figuring things out, like figuring, like swords are about clarity, like finding that clarity in yourself and being able to like recognize like, oh, like my my mind can change like I can be open to a new way that I didn't think and I can like embrace that and let go of the pain that I had before that made me think I could only be this way you know yeah yeah wow <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> and here we go this is Get a right into it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Three of Swords is always about, you know, loss of, it can be like loss of relationship, like ending of a relationship, pain and that sort of thing. Um, this one specifically, as far as like LGBTQ stuff, it has a lot of like fear of coming out and the heartbreak of rejection and that sort of thing. Um, the shame of being an outcast. Uh, but but this card represents hope that these experiences make us stronger as individuals and as the community. Um, out of the pain comes growth and support. Yeah, that sort of thing. But yeah, I definitely think it's like that leaving behind of the pain that you may have felt before being able to like open your heart up to something new. Yeah. Wow. I like, I have to, um, at some point I'm going to have to come out to like my entire family, like extended family. And obviously there's going to be a moment of like, um, telling them about my separation and things and a lot of them are very religious or like into bible religion and like uh -huh. very homophobic so there is going to be an interesting dynamic with that so that's also interesting that that came up because I have to be around a lot of them in the next few weeks so the, the last sentence is, um, this is also a reminder that many faith-based organizations have chosen to reject hate and instead open their doors to all in support of love. So maybe this is like, kind of like a sense of hope that things are changing. Maybe people will have more of an open mind and try to like, focus on that. And instead of like, the possibility that people will be more hateful I guess, try, try to have more of like an open mindset, like, and hope that they will accept you for who you are. That's nice. Yeah. 
Okay. So the third and fourth cards. The third card is in what way is your cup needing to be filled? And the fourth card is what can be released to make room for what you need. So I'm just gonna put your energy into these cards and we'll see what comes out. I'm using the Dreamy Moons deck. I just felt like there's there's a lot of feminine energy around us today. Um, and I think my other deck has a bit more of masculine energy, so I felt like I needed to change it up with this one. Okay, so we've got the Three of Wands. In what way is your cup needing to be filled? And then I'll just go ahead and say the fourth one. What can be released to make room for what you need? I have the Chariot. So I have Ooh. thoughts about these. Okay. So the Three <laughs> of Wands, and I actually, I I love the Dreamy Moons because I, I think we've talked about this. They have like these most beautiful like affirmations for each card. So I just want to read the three of wands one really quick to you. Three of wands. I can achieve anything I set my mind to. This card represents empowerment, expansion, and journey. So I think going along with Mary's cards, in what ways your cup needing to be filled, it's like you're ready to go on this new journey. I think like you, you, I don't want to say desperately because you're not desperate at all, but like you, <laughs> there's like this desire for like change. And even if you're feeling some resistance in that change in terms of like, oh, well, I said this, but now I'm thinking this. I think deep down the feeling is really about like, I'm ready for this change. I want this change. Like I'm ready to go on this like new experience, this new journey. Um I do think just intuitively this card specifically is about this new relationship. And I think, I think what this is saying is there's a lot of possibility and I think you're going to learn a lot about yourself, about kind of navigating this situation with your family and all of that. I just feel like this is kind of opening the door and like, you may not know what's on the other side, but like it has the potential to be really expansive for you if that makes sense. Um, and then for the, the fourth card, what can be released to make room for what you need? So that I pulled the chariot or the chariot flew out. And the chariot to me is always like, go, 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 action, taking action, nonstop. And I'm going to relate this back to the three of swords card. I'm thinking what you need is that, that rest. You have to give up this like, go, 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 I think there might be a little bit of a tendency to like, maybe you're avoiding processing some of the emotions from your separation, from your breakup. Like the three of swords to me is all about like the pain and the sorrow and all the hard things that we go through in life are part of the journey and we have to feel them and in order to like move through them. So that coupled with this chariot card, I'm getting a sense of like, I think you have to hit the brakes and really give yourself that time to process everything, all of the emotion, all of the sadness, all of the grief, like with something as big as separation, like you are going to need to grieve like the life that you had, the life you thought you were going to have, all of that. So I think this is just a reminder of like, take that time and give that time to yourself. It's totally, I'm not getting like a, 
oh, you shouldn't move forward with this new relationship. But I think you can do both at the same time. I think you can pursue this new journey with somebody, but just keep in mind, try not to get like so enveloped in that that you're not giving yourself the time on the side to like process what you need with the relationship, your previous relationship. <laughs> Me, speechless. I just rambled so much. <laughs> um, no, that's like really interesting because I think that there are there are kind of two breakups happening within this like my choice to be monogamous. Um, mm. And so there's like the Aaron. Aaron is my husband, still husband, um, but Aaron aspect and somebody else aspect that it's like, I feel like I have, I have really grieved the Aaron aspect, but I actually don't think I've grieved this other aspect of things. Mm. Um, like I've just been like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. But it, it's sad. So mm-hmm. that's, that's interesting that that's coming up because I do think that like giving myself the space for that is probably a little bit necessary. So. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that made sense. Yeah, it did. Katie looks like she has so much to say. (laughs) (laughs) She really does. Are you done, Katie? Yes. I didn't mean that. Okay, so I'm also – I haven't said this yet. This has nothing to do with anything. Katie, your face has been frozen since, like, right before Mackenzie jumped on. So, like, I'm not able to, like – It is for me. Yeah, it is for me. Um, But so I haven't been able to, like, read you at all. So that's why I'm kind of like, all right. (laughs) Like, so I'm I'm just (laughs) – yeah, sometimes that's why I'm a little slow. You can't um, tell, okay. like uh, facial facial reactions. Right, right. I just see a very specific face right now. Oh God, I can't um, imagine what I look like. <laughs> so, but Katie, so beautiful segue into these next few cards. Um, I just started shuffling as Katie was talking. I'm also using the Dreamy Moons deck. Um, Her and I both decided to use that. So when you started talking about grief, like grieving, Katie, um, and this is representative of what action can you take to fill your own cup. I got eight of cups, um, which I think is like super, super nail on the head. Um, It's it's accepting kind of walking away from something. and often it can represent like walking away from a relationship um, as, you know, we just kind of said, like, not that you're past that with Aaron, but you have it. You're past the eight of cups stage of it, I would say. Um, and so I, I think it's very obviously by what we're talking about, just kind of this side of you that you thought was there. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't think anything is permanent. I mean, some things I guess are permanent, but like, I think you can make this decision with this relationship that it's monogamous, but, um, you know, you don't, you don't know what the future holds. Um, so I think it's just kind of like trusting yourself to like walk away from this for now. Um, and also I know that the polyamory came up within your marriage. Um, so, and you know, that was, that is kind of like helped you also figure out a lot of other things about yourself. And so not that I'm saying that was only for your marriage, but just you have stepped out of this situation. And so everything is so brand new for you and you have so much to explore. Um, 
I think, you know, what action can you take is just trusting yourself that you're going the right direction. Um, you're not going to make the wrong decision. Everything is going to, you know, lead you to where you go. Um, and then how can you pour your cup into others? I think this is so perfect. Like going into this, uh, next card, it's four of wands and I love the dreamy moons, four of wands. It's two women. Like it looks like they just got married. Like it literally mm-hmm. looks like they just got married. Yeah. Um, and it's so beautiful. They're celebrating. So like, how can you pour your cup into others? Just like celebrate how far you've come. Like you're, you are such like a badass. When we talk about that reading that we did for you at Mary's house, like I just remember like just having such chills because I could see on your face that you were just like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Like how many people, like there are so few and you're fairly young too. Like there's just so few people that can be in a committed relationship like that and, and make that decision. Like, yeah, this isn't for me. Like, this is not going to, this is not how I'm my best self. And, um, just like the maturity that it took for you again, to just start this process of walking away, leaving something behind. Um, but also these cups are still there. You know, like I think, I think you can take some comfort in that idea of things don't have to be permanent. Um, you don't know what the future holds, but you do know that you're doing a very good job in making the right decisions for yourself. Um, so celebrate that because by doing that, you're going to really enjoy this new relationship or just the people that you're going to meet as you expand, you know, your horizons. That's, that is certainly going to pour into others, you know, the more you can celebrate yourself. Wow. Look at that. This is so nice. It's a very nice. Wasn't that beautiful? I was like, I was like, as Katie was talking, I was just like, I started shuffling and these come out and I'm just like, fuck, like, this is perfect. This is like a storybook. Yeah. That says I like am in this space where I'm like, I'm happy for whatever happens. Like, in so much of my life at this point, because like Katie said, I'm literally 22. I have a three-year-old. I'm separated. Like, I'm so fucking young and it's insane. Um, So I'm kind of like, oh, well, whatever happens next happens next. (laughs) Um, But I've been like, this new thing is either going to end super fast, like super, super fast, or it's going to be like a very long-term thing. And so I'm like, oh, wow, this is all really good. Like either way, it's going to be the right thing. Yes. Yeah. Before Mary pulls the last card, there's just been something on my mind that I feel like I just for whatever reason need to say and this Katie kind of touched on that of like kind of letting go of like I think you said like that ego thought of like oh well I said I was gonna do this but now I'm reconsidering it's I think it's very important to to know and I know on like a logical level you know this but then to feel it of like you made that decision because that was the best thing for you at that specific point in your life given what you were going through and it's totally okay to be like, I'm not in that place anymore. So that's not the best decision for me right now. And just kind of like really like I'm getting this sense of like you need to like sink into that feeling of like I'm in a yeah. different spot. This is what's good for me right now. It doesn't matter what I said back then because I was literally like 20 miles that way back then, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> – you know, so I just felt the need to say that too. 
I like that, like, sink into it. Like, um, yeah. Because we can't, like, even you've just always, you are, you seem very, like, sure when you make decisions. Like, I think it takes you a while to, not a while, but, like, there's a lot of obvious, like, wheels turning, thought processing. But once you make that decision, I feel like you're really good at, like, trusting your intuition um, and knowing that. So just enjoy this relationship and, like, have fun with it. I think I like saw something on your Instagram story over the weekend (laughs) and I was like, I was like, Ooh, is that like, I just, I was very, I just thought it was really cute. I'm like, we're seeing something like inside Mackenzie's life. (laughs) And so I was just like, just thinking like now thinking about that, I'm just like, enjoy those little moments of like cute little pictures you can take or whatever, you know, little, little hiking trips. (laughs) It's, it is fun. Like it's, she's, a lot younger than I typically date, which again, it's so dumb because like I'm so young, but I've typically dated much older than me. And it's like fun because we understand like pop culture references and we just get to have like so much fun together. So that is like really reassuring to hear because it is fun and it's easy and it's really nice. So yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. That's what this three of wands card is. Just enjoy the journey. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, well, I pulled for a message to take away from this reading. Um, I pulled from the Dreamy Moon's Cosmic Guidance Oracle deck. And the card that I got was Remember Who You Are, Return to Your Roots. And so this, right off the bat, it's like whoever you once were that society made you believe that you had to be like that doesn't matter anymore like you are who you are and be like confident in that person be like trusting of that person like the person that you are today it's taken a long time to get there and you're safe to be that person and um the the affirmation in this was I am in alignment with my true self. Um, I am the universe itself. But this is just like going back to what brings you happiness. And if that is right now being in this monogamous relationship, if that's who you are right now, then that's fine. That doesn't mean that that that's who you have to be forever. But remember, like returning to the roots, it's almost like that kind of um. It's just funny because it is, you were once this monogamous person, like that's what you thought that you had to be. And then you thought, oh, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm Polly. Like, that's what I'm going to be. It's almost like, it's funny, the return to the roots, like going back to that monogamous, like lifestyle, but as the person that you are right now, uh-huh. like who you Ooh, are right yeah. now. Um, And being confident in that and like knowing, trusting yourself that like, I didn't think I would ever be monogamous again, but it feels right right now because of who I am and the person that I've allowed myself to be like finally. So, yeah, it's it really does feel that way. Like it feels like I went through all this poly stuff to not be this like crazy psycho jealous person, which jealousy is OK and very good, but I, it was not healthy the way I was doing it. And so I think for me to be ready for something that's like healthy monogamy, I had to go through poly to like be secure in that. And so it does feel sort of like a coming home to myself the last couple of months of just like 
wow, I'm really fun and cool. So it's really nice. I got a chill when you said like I'm a, coming home. It's, it's no, me too, because yeah. it's, it's almost like a home that you didn't even know that you had. It's like coming home to what you always wanted it to be. Um, yeah. Mm. I, I like this for you. I feel like this is very uplifting. It's so good. I know. I'm like, wow, I'm not sobbing in a chair right now. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I don't think, I really don't think any of this would have been, it would have been possible eventually, I think, but I think it would have taken me a really long time to get there without all of you because you're, the way you guys read my cards in or was it December it was wild. It was like, oh my gosh, it just felt like this is exactly what I need to do. And I feel like this is such a full circle moment of like, you did it and look at you, you're here and you're doing great. And oh it really does feel like home. So I don't know. I don't think I would have been able to do it now without you guys. Oh, <laughs> I think it is funny though. You said like the full circle moment and like you weren't in this relationship when you applied for the reading and now it's here and you're in oh this monogamous relationship. Yeah. It's why I know. I'm <laughs> like, almost... I was putting that energy out apparently when I like signed I... up for this. <laughs> I was going to say, it's almost like you manifested <laughs> by asking for a love reading. You just manifested this relationship. <laughs> oh that is so funny yeah it's so fun and like she's like she likes me a lot she thinks I'm really cute and it's so nice uh, and, of course <laughs> and it's just like the greatest so it's just fun it's so fun uh, my I like, like my I'm cheeks so hurt I see, like, smiling so much I know like you literally are radiating yeah like, you are just and when you light. told us about the relationship too and you were like I'm in a monogamous relationship. Like you'd kind, of, like I was just like, okay. You were just like, yeah. That like I am. Yeah. Like, who am I? Like, but you were just so like, okay. <laughs> I loved it. It doesn't I really. Know, it feels like a big deal for me, but it also like doesn't. Like the second we started talking, I was like, oh, okay. This is exactly what I'm supposed like spo supposed to be monogamous right now, and I'm like, oh, okay. Let's do it. Oh, I got the chills. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm so excited I know. I'm like, I'm like having to lean away from my mic because I'm burping so much. Same. <laughs> I, was, I actually just had the thought, I hope no one can hear me burping right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my goodness. Oh, well, this was so oh. nice. Thank you so much for for coming on, Mackenzie. Thank We're so you. happy. Thanks for having me. It was wonderful. You guys are magical and wonderful and great at this. I feel like you're perfect for this. So, oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank you for sharing your forest. Yeah. <laughs> oh yay! Sorry. Hi Forest. Hi Forest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you want to say bye? You don't want to. <laughs> He's like immediately. Yeah. No. Is that Why are these cute? three witches staring at yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> I see them all the oh time, but God. their faces look different all at once. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cue, I feel like, but thank you so much. <laughs> I loved every second. Thank you. I love you guys. Have a thank good rest you. of your day. We love you. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. That was so nice. 
what a I know. special happy reason. I got so excited about these cards while Katie yeah. was talking, especially the Four of Wands. Like, mm-hmm. how I know. cool is that? that? Four of Wands. I've After always noticed three that of wands, too. With, and I just love this. Yeah, like the two women with the girls. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. Oh, that was so, so nice. special. So special. That was so good. All right. I have to blow my nose. And we're back from our reading with Mackenzie. It was so nice. That was so nice and happy. <laughs> happy and hopeful. No one cried. We almost cried because Mackenzie was so nice yes. to us, but nobody else cried. I know. I know. I know. Yes. All right. So today, for our second segment, we are going to talk about the maiden, mother, crone, archetypes, symbolism, all that jazz. Because I think in every single episode, it has somehow come up. (laughs) Whether it was like through the cards or through us talking Somehow, some way, the maiden mother crone has like made herself known in our podcast. <laughs> so I think we've mentioned this, but if we haven't, this podcast was almost called the maiden mother and crone. So we're just gonna dive into that today. Why that is, our connection to it. The if you're unfamiliar with those archetypes, we're gonna talk through that and just kind of explain a little bit. I'm trying to think of when we when we came up with that because I know it was a process of the name. We were very conflicted yes. on what the podcast name Yeah. And the idea like us as the 3 of cups came up before we even thought of a podcast and I think out of that we started talking of this idea of the maiden mother crone mm-hmm. uh, and like how like that really represents us. I feel like also, I feel like it came out of Katie, probably one of your stories of meditation and, uh, and me and Mary being like, wait, you're kind of like our crone yes. and like Mary's the mother and, and me, the chaos well, of the maiden. Well, wait, <laughs> and I I've specifically always, remember we had this always... one, we had this one day where I was like, I think I just figured out life. <laughs> Katie and Mary were like, <laughs> Can you be my spirit guide? <laughs> yes, that's yeah. what I was going to no, say. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Say. That's right. We were like, <laughs> I was like, I when, you, when we die, when we like, all come please, back. will you be, will you be our spirit guide, please? <laughs> please. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm we, claiming her now. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, it kind of just we we spiraled. Yes, we yes, all of that to say we spiraled a lot. We don't who spiral. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. No. Reverse. Uh, we did a lot of spiraling, a lot of um, using the pendulum, a lot of circles, a lot of circles. What the hell? Our name was gonna be, um, and the maiden, mother, and crone aspect seemed kind of like sentimental because the energy of each was a little bit fitting for each one of us. Um, And so that was kind of when we were like, oh, what a perfect name. But Spirit was like, no, sorry. (laughs) 
that's not your yeah, name. Yeah, we never really got, like, an answer of, like, why it wasn't the name. I think it started when we started putting the logos together, when we were, like, looking at it yeah. on paper. Something just didn't seem right about it. Hit. Yeah. And, like, the Instagram name, it was just yeah. so long. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was probably the biggest reason. Yeah. This is too long for Instagram. Yeah. Well, little inside scoop, we thought about being completely anonymous mm. yeah. with our names and yeah, I forgot about only that. referring to each other as the maiden mother and crow. And then we started thinking of that more and we're like, that might be a little complicated. <laughs> we might fuck up. <laughs> we might fuck up with that Can one. Can you guess which astrological placement wanted to stay completely anonymous? I know. <laughs> Not <seriously>. share names. <laughs> Not the Libra rising. <laughs> so With that said, we are, yeah, gonna we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> we are gonna, <laughs> we're gonna nod at each other. We're gonna get into it. <laughs> we're gonna Let's get, into, get it. into it. Yeah. So, for anyone who's not familiar at all, the maiden mother crone kind of is born out of this idea of the triple the triple goddess or the triple moon goddess. And it's believed that the triple moon goddess was worshipped, like, since all of time. (laughs) And this is something that's kind of fallen off in the modern era, obviously, because of patriarchy and and all of those kinds of things. But, like, this idea of, like, a triple goddess has been around since quite literally forever. And there's, like, history of triple goddesses being worshipped in, like, all major regions of the world, religions of the world, like ancient Greek, Rome, the Celtics, everybody has a kind of triple goddess. And obviously in our modern era, that's not the case. (laughs) But but this idea is not (laughs) new at all, is what I'm trying to get at. Um, And basically the triple goddess, there's kind of two different ways it's looked at. One is that it is one goddess who kind of embodies all three of these archetypes through the phases of her life. And then also, it could also be like three separate deities kind of coming together um, and forming that, uh, what is it called? A triune situation. Um, So I think the most kind of what we're familiar with, with like the westernized, modernized idea is that the, the triple goddess echoes like, the female or feminine cyclical cyclical nature of our lives. So we're moving through these cycles. Um, it also ties into like different moon cycles and just like the phases that that we experience during our lives. Yep, it shows um, like the waxing moon on one side, the full moon and the waning moon. And the waxing moon, it grows bigger. It's representing the maiden. And then we get to that full moon, which is the mother representing, you know, like full of life and fertility. And then it goes to the, um, did I say waxing moon first? Then it goes to the waning, which is shrinking, getting smaller, um, which is represented by the crone, which is kind of like Mm -hmm. coming to that end of a phase, season, life, etc. So, yeah. Yeah. And I just thought of this, Katie, as you were talking, and this is possibly like a duh to anybody listening slash you two, but I just like had 
had this realization in my head when you were talking about like the triune like i'm thinking oh duh like uh father son holy spirit yes that's mm-hmm. yeah that's what yeah. it is for us now yes. i i didn't even make that connection ever yeah. until just now that is kind of like <laughs> there's the modern patriarchy that would that's like, a good way adapted that basically that from there's also so there's uh-huh. a triple like goddess and there's also like a triple horned god um which is i was gonna uh-huh. say that yeah. those aspects are i i can't remember what it is um it's something something and then sage uh for oh, the male yeah. version it's uh-huh. i can't remember the only reason why i know that is because this older man in my coven he actually just came to the realization that he is in his sage phase mm. of life where he doesn't want to be a leader he doesn't want to be this mm. you know like kind of that youthful like getting to the top like he wants to be that wise old sage that you can come to for advice but have you like you know be that you know bigger version of yourself fuller version of yourself and he can just (laughs) sit on the side (laughs) and (laughs) be the wise old man but I can't think of what the what the other two yeah, so this idea of, of like a triple triple goddess, triple god is very ancient, but in our modern era, like the Father, Son, Holy Spirit is like the our current version of that. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> so I'm just now like, oh. <laughs> no, I actually didn't even like think of that either. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. 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 I wasn't a god kid, though. Me either. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> Same. Yeah. For very yeah. specific yeah. Katie, Katie didn't agree with the church. <laughs> yeah. Katie couldn't go in there. Even as, like, a two-year-old. So. <laughs> no, but same. I I used to, like, not be able to go into the, I'd be like, Dad, the incense, I can't. Like, you need to take me outside. And he'd be like, yeah, um, let's go. <laughs> Very so funny. funny. So, if we haven't like explicitly said this already, Katie M most identifies with and symbolizes the maiden for us. Mary, obviously, our mother Mary symbolizes and embodies the mother, and I am the old hag. <laughs> so, <laughs> So we're just each going to individually kind of talk about what those different archetypes mean and how we individually relate to them. Yes. Um, So the maiden, as you can picture, is our um, fun – I love the word to describe it – apologetic, apologetic and eager. Um, So just like this very untamed energy, um, I'm kind of also like picturing like this page of – page of wands type of energy mm-hmm. um specifically that dreamy moons page of wand um so the symbol of girlhood purity pleasure independence freedom of expression um all of that good just feral type of energy mm-hmm. <laughs> um so very explorative um discovering her passions and path very lustful just like Um, I would say kind of like this air of hedonism also, um, and just 
running with it and trying to take life as it comes. Um, representative of the heavens. Um, so these, you know, three stages. Um, so representative of the heavens, the waxing moon, as Mary said, springtime. Um, the other thing that I really liked that Katie had told me before recording, um, the maiden is associated with Artemis. Um, which is interesting. Um, so Artemis is the goddess of nature, childbirth, wildlife, the moon. Um, she also kind of governs like midwifery. Um, and something also that she is very like, she's like the protector of girlhood that that's kind of what she's known for. She's the protector of girlhood, virginity, innocence. Um, but then again, there's also this, this side of her that is that midwife, um, and I, I actually, I pulled to my journal, um, because I, I, a few months ago had started, like it kind of all happened in one day. I feel like I started getting like these signs that I didn't realize were for, from Artemis. And I started having to Google, like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And it was very clear they were from Artemis. And it was a really interesting, um, point in my life where I was kind of coming to these realizations of like, I kind of want to get out of this maiden phase. I, I love my, I love my maidenness and it'll never leave me. Um, you know, we've talked about that a lot on the podcast too, like this idea of encompassing all three, which is what's so beautiful of this idea of the triple moon goddess. Um, but so when Artemis started kind of coming to me, I really felt like she was there for me in that moment of what I was going through and just trying to kind of figure what I want out of my relationships, out of my future, starting a family, everything like that. Um, so it was just very powerful. Like when I had that moment of her coming to me, I felt like she was kind of like taking care of me and really nurturing me in this process that I was going to, um, which of course I'm going to be very vague about and not, <laughs> not super get into, but, um, I would say it was about, you know, the transition from one stage to the other with this trilogy. Um, what else was I going to say, though, with that? Oh, oh, so we were going to kind of cover this topic last week. And I had like <laughs> kind of a freak out moment because I was like, I'm not ready. I don't know anything about this. I'm going to sound stupid. I don't want to talk about it. And I'm realizing, I realized this week, so... Our episode two weeks ago, I guess, um, Katie and Mary really read me to filth and it was about, it was a kind of relationship reading ish, but also very much about me. Um, and I have really been processing a lot of that reading and, um, I have been doing a lot of just like internal processing and transitioning with my own thought processes thought processes. And I think that was a lot of that last week. That was a lot of that resistance of me being like, I don't want to talk about the maiden. I don't want to relate to the maiden. I don't want to be her anymore, which is not true. Cause I, I do have this like wild child side to me that I don't know if she's ever going to be able to be, I cannot be tamed. Um, watch <laughs> out Miley. <laughs> um, but I think that I, believe it was Becca's episode where we talked about the balance of 
the two and not losing one side, but also like you can embrace, you can embrace one, you can embrace all three. You can kind of like, you can, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But, um, anyways, yeah, she is, she's just our, our pure at heart, um, down for anything ass bitch and, and eager, eager to blaze her own trail. I loved that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, also with all of that, like with the I don't want to be the maiden, we can also go through these phases at different stages of our like yes. we can literally go through this cycle over and over and over again. It could be you are the maiden when you are starting a new business. Uh-huh. And then when you get to the ne- that success in your business, you're in your mother phase. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. then, you know, it it can keep going you know all of your life it doesn't necessarily mean like you're only the crone when you're an ugly old <laughs> wrinkly <laughs> person on their deathbed <laughs> I can yeah. to that, so. and I had to think about that like again I had to yeah. kind of go back to like Becca's episode where we were like okay like you know come back to that or whatever like we are all we talk about. I feel like on the uh, lately is like this cyclical nature mm-hmm. of us. And so if we are going to really hold true to that, then it is important to acknowledge that like that can be cyclical too. And just because I'm saying like I'm the maiden in one aspect, um, you know, there's certainly plenty of aspects of my life where I, I play a different role. Um, so yeah. And, yeah. and ways that I can, you know, then come back to whatever. So yeah, I'm really glad you said that, Mary, because I think that is really important if you ever, if you do resonate with this trilogy and ever feel stuck in one or like bored with one or upset, you know, whatever. um, It's just a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Like Mackenzie, she's, she's in her maiden phase right now. Uh Like she is starting this new, like playful, curious, you know, phase of her life where she's just like letting go, letting God, (laughs) like just throwing her hands in the air. Um, But yeah, so the mother, like I said, that's the fullest part of your life um, represented by the full moon. It's when you're having a lot of success. Um, it, it, It can be represented by the start of the harvest. So like summertime when we're getting the fruits of our labor, um, reaping the benefits of what we sow, like, yeah, everything, everything that you've been working for is coming to fruition. So the mother doesn't necessarily have to be embodied by somebody who is a mother. It can be somebody who's been working really hard at, at something in their life. And they're finally getting that, like building up to this fruition, um it's the safety the love security represented like by the home life it's just that really like like a good a good period in your life where you're just you're full and like blossomed and just this this you know really great feminine you know person um i i did want to read in the what is the archetypes the wild unknown archetypes um the mother archetyped she she is the great mother the feminine the source 
Um, she's she's creative, nurturing. The, the mother nurtures and prohibits growth. She gives yet clings. She creates yet restricts. So it's kind. It is that balance. Like the mother is kind of like. To me, the mother is kind of the balance of the maiden and the crone, where she kind of has the aspects of both. Where she's not. She's built up to this person, but um. Yeah, so I rep- I relate to the mother. I am a mother. I feel like I have in my life, like I've built up to all I've ever wanted was a family. All I've ever wanted was children, like forever. So I feel like right now, and I th- I'm I'm gonna be getting back into my maiden phase. Like I can feel that coming. Yeah, for me. Um, but what I have been working for my entire, you know, adult life so far, because I was such a young mother, um, has been what I have right now. And so I feel like I am in that mother stage of like, tending to my family and kind of building this home and family life. And I'm about to be reaping those rewards of all of this hard work and like, I've had times where I've been like, God, I wish I could be in my maiden phase. I wish I could like (laughs) act like the people my age or have been through experiences that they've had. But it's all of that has been leading to, I kind of was in my maiden phase as a new mom, as a young mom. Like I was, I was just like, like, let go. Like, we'll see what happens. Like, we don't, are we ready for this? I don't know, but we'll see. (laughs) And now I'm coming into that like growth of who I am and the mom that I want to be and like how I can kind of, you know, make the things that I want to make happen. So yeah. I love that. That's all I got. Okay. On to the crone. I made that comment about the hag. That was a joke, but, but <laughs> no, but it's funny. It, it is joke. funny that so, I said that to Jason yeah. when we were trying to decide on the name of the podcast and I was explaining to him the maiden mother and crone. And I was saying, and Katie relates to the crone. And I go, it's oftentimes seen as like this old hag. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm like, that's not like Katie. The and there's a reason for that. Have you seen so, the crone in the sacred cycles deck? She's no. very old and gray, really? but she's like, very she's very granny. She's very granny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love it. The crone is kind of the it's it does have kind of a negative connotation out of the three. Like it's you think of like that old hag. It's like an old ugly woman. And I actually looked up the etymology of the word. So. It says, I'm just going to read this because I looked it up, but the crone entered the English language around the year 1390, deriving from an Anglo-French word, which was an insult, and it means a disagreeable woman. So, Mm. yeah. So if you think about the archetype, like the- One with an opinion. Yes. So the crone is is supposed (laughs) to be this wise woman, the sage. She's kind of like that- that, that mentor type person. So prior to, I feel like I I talk shit about the patriarchy every episode, but there's good reason for that. But like the prior to like the patriarchy, like elderly women that were tapped into their intuition were like regarded in their communities. Like they were seen as the wise old woman that you go get advice from. And over the years, 
that has since changed and a wise woman who's tapped into her intuition and is able to provide advice to different like communities that's demonized now it's looked at as you're difficult you're you have you have too much of an opinion like it's just it's kind of the that archetype is the enemy of what it, it threatens the power dynamics that are alive today so that is why it's kind of this 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 demonized archetype out of the three um so i just thought that was interesting the crone represents like the fall and the winter the waning moon uh the underworld hecate is a goddess associated i mean hecate is associated as a triple goddess um but she's also associated with the crone aspect and i personally have a very strong connection um with hecate Maybe we'll get into that in another episode. I don't, I could spend a long time talking about that. But anyway, the crone archetype, the witch, the old woman, the sage. The crone has seen it all. Nothing frightens or surprises her. She is the final manifestation in the feminine trifecta of maiden mother crone. In her long life, she's witnessed endless cycles of death, sex, failure, rebirth, conflict, and regeneration, giving her the ability to rise above the world of duality. She laughs at notions of good or bad, right or wrong, as she has seen the earth churning, smoldering, taking life, and giving life. The crone energy accepts everything in, devouring beauty and suffering with the same mouth. Using their energy to reveal hidden secrets and knowledge, her energy resides in all of us, though it is feared by most for its power and unconventional relationship with death. Uh, awakening the crone is dangerously rich and unapologetically magic. I love, I just love that description, so I needed to read it. Um, for me personally, like, so I'm just going to say this. I believe in reincarnation. Um, I think that I'm an old soul, which I know some people have opinions about, like, <laughs> saying that or whatever. But to be frank, like, in this life, I have always identified with the crone. Like, I don't think I've ever truly identified with a maiden or mother energy, like, in this particular life. And I think for me, rather than me cycling through these phases within this one life, I'm sure I've had other lifetimes where I've been in those energies and this is kind of like, not to be dark, but like the end. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like when we were saying like, oh, would I be marrying Katie's yeah. spirit guide? Mm -hmm. Like I believe, you know, <laughs> you reincarnate enough times where you've learned enough lessons and then eventually you stop that cycle and you become a spirit guide and you're able to help others and just... <laughs> As wild as that sounds, I feel like I'm ending, coming near the end of that cycle. And I think that, I don't know, my soul is just old and tired. I don't know how else to say it. Basically, we just know that Katie's going to be in the, in the spirit realm. And once it's me and other Katie's turn to be gone... In our next life, me and Katie M's next life, KDG will be our spirit guide because yes. we are putting that out there. We are manifesting and so it is that, yeah. Yeah. and so so mode it. Be. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Yeah, but like I don't know. I've just always had that that energy. I feel like anybody that knows me in the real world like senses that. I don't know, but like I don't want to have kids. I just feel like that whole mother aspect, like I can see myself embodying that when I'm like starting a business and all of that. But ultimately, like, 
I feel like on a soul level, that part of my journey has just passed at this point. Mm. So, yeah, I'm just... I respect that. The old hag over here. (laughs) And I love it. I love every second of it. (laughs) I also do. I'm going to go off script here um, because I just, I'm having, Katie, you're so, you're saying so many things where I'm like, oh yeah. Um, I can't remember what class it was in. It was a class maybe last semester that I did. I can't remember. But we watched we watched a lot of TED Talks. I'm in online school, and so they have to teach us through TED Talks. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I'm paying $4,000 a class for is TED Talks. Um, and yeah. Anyways, um, so the TED Talk is called Why I Train Grandmothers to Treat Depression. It was by, a, his name is Dixon Shibanda. He is one of 12 psychiatrists in Zimbabwe. 12 wow. psychiatrists. Wow. Zimbabwe is a population of 16 million people. Wow. So just think about that. Yes. Um, so just, I we should like, honestly, we should link this TED Talk in uh, the description. Yeah, we can it do really, that. Katie, you're talking about. You're talking about like how the patriarchy kind of dispelled this idea of this crone uh, being that insightful, intuitive, guiding person. And a lot of countries in Africa are like that are not in the West, mm-hmm. like really still kind of embrace a lot of like tribal mm-hmm. areas, yeah. especially like are still very respectful of like yeah. a matriarchal family or, or a dual, um, you know, and, and equal. Um, but anyways, so this man, Dixon, um, he decided, he said, realizing that his country would never be able to scale to traditional methods of treating those with mental health issues. Chibanda helped to develop a beautiful solution powered by a limitless resource. I, I'm about to start crying. <laughs> a limitless resource, grandmothers. And in this extraordinary inspirational talk, learn more about the Friendship Bench Program, which trains grandmothers in evidence-based talk therapy and brings care and hope to those in needs. So first of all, they're training these grandmothers in actual evidence-based practices for therapy. They're not, they're not charging these women. <laughs> to learn this stuff mm-hmm. um but in the ted talk you also get to see videos of the training that they do with the grandmothers and like kind of it's it's got to be kind of like a mock session mm-hmm. but um they sit outside they literally sit on a bench and like talk to people wow and it's just, just you're, you're watching it and it just I know. it just looks like oh. a normal interaction and again these are not necessarily licensed people they are getting legitimate training um but yeah it's just really powerful i mean he kind of just went back to basics you know he Mm. was like there's not enough of me um and how often is it that a man is like there's not enough of me what i'm doing to go around let me find some women who can actually do this better (laughs) and he really he 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 respected that and um if that's not crone yeah empowerment crone energy i don't know what is i'm so glad i just thought of that but um it is it's really beautiful it really touched me when i was watching this um i can't wait to watch that if if your grandmother's still here call your grandmother call your granny yeah (laughs) but not your grandpa not your grandpa Um, I feel like, I feel like we haven't done like a collective card pull in a while. 
Would you guys want to pull a card? Yeah. Like we sure. could we could do one for like the collective genderless maiden mother crone. Uh, okay. okay. What is it? What could we say? Full full parent wise one. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys using do you wanna use I am gonna use that. Yeah. I'm gonna okay. use that. I think. Let's do that. We're using our wild unknown archetypes because we all have this deck. We all have a lot of the same decks, actually. Because one of us buy something, of and the rest just, of our, the, the two, remaining two of us are like ordered, just ordered. It'll be here Thursday. <laughs> we are very susceptible to group thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yes. Watch uh, KDG pull the mother. Dude, I know. No, I did not. Okay, so this will come out, this episode will come out, what, like the third week in March, probably? I can give you This will be at the height of all of the beautiful astrology that's happening. This episode will drop Monday, March 13th. Excellent. Love that. I have a card. The card I pulled is the second to last Actually. card in the entire deck. Oh, wow. Interesting. Mm. That's on brand. All right. I'm going to go first. So it's the storm. Ooh. And when I think storm, I think chaos. Mm-hmm. When I think chaos, I think Katie M. Um, I actually, I, I've, I've given myself a name um, back in my more chaotic days, like a month ago, I've, I've referred to myself as Hurricane Katie before. Um, <laughs> any of my exes listening are like, yep. Uh, <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. Um, so the storm, the chaos, the whirlwind, the disorder. Damn. Um, Ouch. No. Um, So possessing an energy much like the tarot's tower card, the storm undoes all that is. Everything that was solid, known, and relied upon is stripped away by the winds of fate. The ground becomes the sky, the the sky becomes the center, and then the center disappears. The storm is a great equalizer. No matter how far we've come on the path, no matter our age, wealth, or wisdom, wowee, we can't hide from its savage winds. They're disturbing how stir anxiety and make it impossible to see and think straight you must wait it out if you try to fight the storm you will lose if i haven't been getting that message every goddamn day a better option is to seek temporary (laughs) shelter and a reliable friend when all else fails go within there for a moment you settle into the eye of the storm um Let's see. The storm. The storm's intention is to rebalance your equilibrium. It is a result of precarious conditions, not the cause of them. God, I love when we get cards that are just so fucking on point. The storm Mine's lays bare the truth. Beautiful. The storm lays bare the truth that there are forces larger than you. This understanding is a relief, but also a predicament of power that requires your surrender. Surrender. I also just like bringing it back to like the collective energy uh, for that. If we kind of like encompass this all into 
one being. Um, astrologically, March is supposed to be a very interesting month. Everybody keeps saying it's the biggest, most important month of the year for literally everyone. And a lot of that has to do with Pluto. A lot of that has to do with Saturn. Um, Saturn's move into Pisces. Um where people will be starting their Saturn return, Mary and Katie. Um, congratulations. Good Thanks luck. Thanks so much for that. Um, Can't wait. So that is excited. going to be a storm. And think about it too. Think about it like um, uh, Saturn is like your boundaries um, and just like how – I think kind of like how you structure your life. Um, and in Pisces, like that, the storm, I just feel like it's going to be very like weathered um, feeling. But, you know, it's not just people who are going through their Saturn return, right? Um, and then Pluto as well, really causing some major like stop and think moments, like true stop and think moments, which I think – what makes you stop and think like a storm? Like you're out driving, you get caught in it. Like you got to stop and pull over, think about your next course of action. Um, so just really, yeah, harnessing that energy. And I think, um, when did we talk? I think it was just us that was talking about this idea of like the impulsivity and not acting on your impulsivity, but paying attention to, um, and a friend of ours had, had said something about that on her Instagram mm -hmm. as well. Um, shout out to Ash Hefley. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but so yeah, this like idea of the, like it was particularly this week, um, which is we're, we're recording this the last week of February. Um, but it was this idea of your impulses being present, um, not necessarily acting on them, but not also pushing them aside and paying attention to those and where those are coming from. Um, and then once you kind of settle in, I would say into that like Plutonian energy, um, what do you do with those impulses? Do you still want them? How are, how are you going to, you know, go forward with that stormy action? So, yeah. Interesting. Mine is like just a freaking add-on to that. Is yours <laughs> the is yours the sunshine? <laughs> no, it actually isn't. It's it's the sword. And it's funny because oh. I'm looking at your card in the book and they look very similar because they're it's got the same oh. like lightning bolt. <gasps> Shush. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> we don't weird. plan this stuff. And we listen, as you were stuff. talking, you were like the chaos, the da 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 da, like you were the whirlwind, the disorder. And I was looking at mine, and part of it says boundary making. Um, and the the first three words are the knife, the blade, the weapon. This card is all about being able to make decisions. Um, it says the blade separates one reality from another. The choice is made and all else falls away. If you find the sword in your grasp, you can no longer hesitate. So it's kind of like that chaotic nature of like just being like all yeah. out. And then this sword is coming in and it's like, no, no, you can be firm. Like you can be firm in your decisions and make boundaries and yeah. um, that mother that sort of energy. Like it literally, protecting it says, yourself. It says cutting through to what is essential. Um, so 
This weapon requires a clear and decisive mind. So, like, letting go of that chaotic, like, scrambly nature, knowing that it's it's time to, to be clear in your life. And um, uh, it says... Uh, requires a clear and decisive mind and willingness to act. So keep up that energy of like that chaotic like I can just go do whatever like that that and being a little more like present in the moment and you know con- like concise like knowing what it is that you want um being honest with yourself kind of going back to like Mackenzie's reading like being mm-hmm. honest with who you are what it is that you want what you desire um oh shit <laughs> wait a minute it says, the sword bearer is hasty and violent, but the most compassionate and responsible gesture is one that is honest, swift, and accurate. Our first encounter with the sword is at birth when the cord we share with the mother is cut. Interesting. With the mother. No, everything you're saying, too, just like like I was getting mama bird. Like the first part of that sentence you were reading, I was getting mama bird. It yeah, it literally says th- this moment of the the umbilical cord when we have that cut, we are being released from our mother. It says it defines our separation from her, and it begins our journey of becoming ourself. So like beforehand, you know, mom and baby were one, and it's almost like that mother. It's like go on and be free to be who you are. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, having that mother energy, but releasing it and like setting your, your child, your birdie free to be able to do, do what they want to do and make their own decisions. Um, It says we must make these cuts again and again, the cycle, you know, we're going to have to keep making these decisions in life over and over again. Yeah. And the last thing it just says, our decisions shape our life. Um, so the sword is an infamous shaper of destiny. So yeah. Wow. So interesting. Love I that. think wow. both of your cards mentioned like honesty or truth. The card I pulled is called Aletheia, and the one word at the top of it is truth. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh. Our soul recognizes the truth. When someone speaks it, a cool wave of relief washes over the room and all the facts and figures in the world fall by the wayside. Such is the power of Aletheia. It has an undeniable resonance that goes beyond the rational. We can also recognize Aletheia by its contagiousness. When we hear someone speak the truth, we see the truth within ourselves and are more likely to tell our own story. The Aletheia card requires us to step toward an act of truth. This might look like a conversation, a gesture, a poetic art, or a ritual that honors the unveiling of what's been concealed. Reclaiming your own truth is a way to reclaim your vital energy, health, and a sense of belonging in the world. Truth has its own wings. Set it free. Mm-hmm. Very crone. Very That's wise very crone woman. energy. And this card might have been for me. I don't know. <laughs> I do think it goes along with what Katie and Mary pulled. But this, like, owning my truth is very much the journey that I've been on recently. So, yeah. Wow. Wait, I wonder, Mary. Yes. What number is the sword? It's on page. 
Oh, that's so interesting. So, um, like this book or this deck is broken up into the cells, the places, the tools, Mm -hmm. the initiations, the place. Mine was the storm. That's in the category of the places, the tools. The sword is in the category of the tools, which is after the places, the initiations is after the tools. That's where Aletheia is. Damn. Ah, we did it so, again. Okay. So we did it again. <laughs> so in the storm, you find your sword, which helps you step into your truth. Find your truth. <laughs> wow, that I'm quoting, quoting that. Go quoting forth that and prosper, Instagram, y'all. Go forth and prosper. And that's and that's and that. There you have it. There you have it, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Wow, burping. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, well. Take a take a shot every time we say I'm burping. <laughs> don't actually do I'm that. Burping. That's dangerous. Please don't. Take a shot of water. <laughs> yeah, Thank water. You. Hydrate. Hydrate yourself. Yeah. Stay hydrated, guys. <laughs> yeah. We don't want Hurricane Katie to come out. <laughs> Her days are over. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. All right. All right. What friends. an interesting episode. I know. Oh, no. Really was. I like this. This is light. Yeah. I know. It was. It was It was good and much needed. Um, yes. All right, friends. Well, okay. All Signing right. off. Signing off. Cheers. 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 Love you. Bye. Can we get Justin in here? Is Justin here? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Three of Cups. We hope you enjoyed and feel full enough to pour your cup into others. If you would like to be featured on an episode of Three of Cups, you can apply for a free personal reading via the link in our description. To keep up with new episodes and information, you can find us on social media at Three of Cups Pod. See you next Monday.